Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play more every single day. The podcast that's focused on you, the mom, to help you fill up your cup and rediscover the joy and love in your everyday life. We can't parent alone. Mothering is too serious to be serious all the time. Thanks for being here and don't forget to subscribe right now because the name is changing soon to Keep Calm and Mother On because that's my new website, www.keepcalmmotheron. I can't wait for you to listen to this episode about failing motherhood with Danielle Bettman. I am so excited today to welcome Danielle from Parenting Wholeheartedly. And she has her own podcast called Failing Motherhood. Is that right, Danielle? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're here today to collaborate and talk about why moms need to be more honest with their struggles and how maybe the two of us talking can make you feel a little bit better about not doing it, not feeling like you're doing it right all the time. Yes. <laughs> So Danielle, you're a mom. How old are your kiddos? I have two daughters. They are seven and six. They're 15 months apart. Okay. So that's just like my, uh, my older two, they're 12 and 13. And I, we were counting, we think they're 17 months apart. If you count generously, I think they're more like 16. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on if you're asking my husband or if you're, yeah. If you're asking my husband, they're 17. If I'm counting, I'm like, yeah, I think they're almost 16. Like, <laughs> So, yeah, no, it was busy and hard. Yes. I don't yeah. remember a lot of it. No, it was a blur, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And they're both girls? Yes, they're okay. both girls, thankfully. So they could share things and share a room and all the... <laughs> all yeah, that. pass down all the things generously. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I remember when my girls were super little... Um, and they were both like one was learning how to walk that I would try to dress them so similarly all the time. So if one wandered off, I knew exactly what the other one was wearing. (laughs) (laughs) That was one of my sleep deprived strategies. If they're wearing the same color, then I'll always know (laughs) what the other one is. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, did you plan on having kids that close? No. Um, I knew I wanted them closer together than my siblings and I were. Um, There's four years between my brother and I, and then there's another 10 years between me and my other brother. And I would have loved to have more of like a playmate. So I knew that about our family, but I had actually just started like the pill that month to get back on birth control because I was exclusively (laughs) breastfeeding and like was going to put it off another year and surprise. So yeah, I understand. (laughs) We went from exclusively breastfeeding to, oh, you're pregnant without yeah. any warning. So, yeah, just kidding. Yeah, it is depleting. Yeah, yeah, it's an exciting time. <laughs> <laughs> so, was it easy juggling two kids early on like that? Let's talk some no. early motherhood stories. Um, my early motherhood was rough. Um, I had a second. My second baby was a C-section. She was um, breech and the inversion did not work. So we did a C-section and having a 15-month-old that still needs to be lifted up into the crib and the car seat and the height chair and all those things and trying to recover um, is real rough. And uh, my husband and I were like, 
having a really hard time in our marriage at the same time. And it was just a lot to handle. Um, so I remember like the good moments now, you know, of like yeah. the precious memories and the things and looking back at pictures brings back all of the, you know, big swelling heart feelings uh-huh. of their chubby cheeks and things. But I would not go back to those days for anything. <laughs> totally understand. Um, yeah. Those early days with my second one, she was diagnosed with RSV when she was 16 days old because of the older one, right? Like being a Petri dish. And it was just this roller coaster of like, okay, here we go. Let's jump in. Let's go back to the hospital for a couple days. Let's ride this out. I was like, okay, this is, this is truly what motherhood is. Yep. No preparation, no plan. Just winging it (laughs) yeah so early on did you have a good group of motherhood friends did you feel like you had community I didn't until because I was working full-time with my first up until I had my second and then I started kind of half staying home half working Mm part-time with a prior colleague at her in-home daycare and so I took the girls with a couple days a week and then two days a week we were home and I actually started that fall going to a mom's group that was at our local church And um, I was really skeptical of going (laughs) and I didn't want to just feel like blamed or shamed or like just have all these crunchy granola moms or like I was just like had all these assumptions of the stereotypes of what they were going to be like. But I went and I kept going and then I ended up like opening up to them and just like bawling one morning about how (laughs) awful things were at my house and Uh, They ended up like bringing me meals and it was like the first time that I really felt supported and connected. And that was a big turning point for me because I went on to be one of the group leaders the following year. And then I actually went up, went to like lead the whole thing of like 100 moms the following year after that. So it's amazing. It was, it's been a big part of my motherhood journey is like needing that community for sure. Yeah. I think that um, not having community is super hard and that early on in my motherhood I lived in crunchy California at that time and so we had these motherhood circles through our parks and rec of all things and they were super supportive but when my third was born and my girls were four and six and I have this newborn son we had only lived in that town for nine months and that was Mm. much harder finding that that balance of like I'm a new mom again (laughs) this is hard again (laughs) Yeah, we're people and I couldn't it took a long time to find people in that town yeah having to start over is really hard I empathize with all the military families that get so good (laughs) at doing that but it doesn't make it any easier no you just get more tired as it goes on (laughs) we moved 10 times in 16 years so it's a lot of moving (laughs) so thank you (laughs) So with early motherhood, you found this way to create a community and kind of host a community and lead a community. Mm -hmm. But now you're doing that online too, right? And with, how did you start your podcast? Why did you decide? So um, after leading the mom's group for a while, I um, ended up like fast forward a few years, Mm -hmm. starting my own business, doing parent coaching. And um I really feel like the most influence on changing the world is the next generation, which is kids. Yep. And I feel like the biggest influence on kids is their home environment and their parent-child relationships. So 
Um, if I'm going to make a difference, I'm power the ones doing the hardest job in the world, yep. which are the parents. And so um, since there's no one size fits all, um, you know, way to do it, um, I create individualized plans to help families meet their goals of um, better tools in their toolkit for behavior management strategies and getting on the same page with their spouse. And so I've been doing that for the last year. But in my, you know, if you want to call it market yeah. research, I've been doing some surveys with moms specifically about their pain points and their struggles. And so I did an, a completely anonymous survey, no strings attached um, to about 100 moms. And what kept coming back as one of like their biggest fears or something that they are afraid to admit is that they felt like they were failing. And so many moms use that word failing and so many of them spoke to the biggest fear of screwing this all up yep. and screwing up their kids and feeling like they're screwing up their kids because of how they can't stay calm and like losing their temper. And it was like across the board. I was surprised because I thought it was more like behavior management or more um, like something's going to happen to my child, you know, yeah. those types of fears. Right. But it was those were like the deep seated fears that they were all speaking to. So um, I was like, well, all y'all need to talk to each other because yeah. you're all feeling the same way. You right. are definitely not alone. And how do we make this more normal um, to talk about? Because it is like we have lots of tools out there and lots of blogs and lots of things that are speaking to Sometimes the ways that we can. Sometimes almost too much. Yeah. It's too much. And it makes us feel like, oh, we have to be this like super mom. Yep. And if it's at our fingertips, we should be leveled up to like some sort of a, you know, full on enlightened, awakened parent. And right. we're just trying to survive, especially in this pandemic right now. Yeah. So I'm like, can we just talk about how much we feel like we're failing? And so that's really the heart of my podcast, which is called Failing Motherhood. I love that. And I interview other moms to share really vulnerably and very raw, you know, examples from their own home and parenting where they really feel like they're struggling and failing. And then they, you know, share if something has helped them or that they've grown in that way or what, you know, advice they would share to other moms struggling with that. And yeah, we're just trying to all survive together parenting and raising kids is a world changing practice but more so when we focus on the mom doing it like mm -hmm. parenting and kids can change the world but if you really want to change the world we need to focus on the mom yes yeah because she's got the brunt of the mental load and the weight on her shoulders and the, the societal expectations and all of the things to make her feel like she's doing a real bad job <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's marketed to us, right? Like, this yeah. is how they sell us products. You yep. can't rock your kid right. You have to buy the special swing that can rock the kid better than you can. Mm -hmm. There's so much. And even now, right, that I have a 13-year-old and 12-year-old, and I'm getting all these things about, like, big things about like internet protection and like, do you give your kid a cell phone now or later? You're going to mess them up for life. They're going to have social anxiety, like all yeah. these pressures. Yeah, it's a lot. It's high stakes because we care so much. Right. Like if it was just like the color of paint on our wall, like that's stressful for like a minute decision. Uh -huh. But these things that like could essentially create long term effects for consequences of our kids lives like that's a big deal. We feel the pressure of that. 
Yeah. Do you ever wish that we could just go back to the days where the jello salad was the standard of like <laughs> women's expectations? Like, can I make yes. a good cocktail or a good jello salad? Those are things like I can control the outcome of a little bit more. Like I can't control the outcome of a person. It's a living person. Like yeah, that's the, like the number one thing we need to realize is we can't control that outcome <laughs> in no way, shape or form, even if we did a perfect job. Yeah, there's, there's way too many other variables. <laughs> so many variables. And even when you have multiple kids in the house, you can do the same things and they're going to turn out completely different. It's not yes. like that proven recipe over and over again that you're going to get the perfect outcome. Nope, there's no perfect formula, no rubric. Man, motherhood <laughs> is hard. It's freaking hard, man. <laughs> I can see why most people were so scared of failing. I've totally cried at night feeling yeah. like I have just messed up. I, I should defund all the college funds and put it all towards therapy. Yep. <laughs> yes, it's so true. It, it Yeah. I, I don't know. So do you see the same things over and over, Danielle? Like, do moms say, like, that they have the same sort of triggers for failing? What What are some things that we can help mm. unpack for a mom? Yeah, it's really a different cocktail for each person. Because, you know, one person, because of how they were brought up, has very high expectations of maybe the family meals and, mm -hmm. like, making five courses and having their kids be have really valid you know, varied palettes and they feel super self-conscious that one of them is super picky and they don't know what they're doing wrong or, you know, yeah, <laughs> like that could be one mom's real big struggle. But then for another mom, she could care less and she's putting frozen pizzas on the table and feeling like awesome about it. And like, that's just totally different ex yeah. experiences and expectations where um, some moms may have a really hard time because they feel like, they're not, you know, serving their kids well enough. Like if one has sensory issues and they can't figure out the triggers and the other one isn't being challenged enough in yep. school and, you know, they don't know what placement to put them in. Um, it's totally specific, I feel like, to our family's yeah. makeup and what we came into parenting with as our own instincts and expectations of who we would be and yeah. who our kids would be and how that's gone completely sideways and is not reality. <laughs> and all the baggage that we don't even realize we have until oh, we, have so we, much start, until we yes. start actively parenting our own. And we're like, oh, wow. Sometimes I'm, I'm like, am I talking to my kids like I'm the mom or am I talking to the kids like I'm stuck in like the sibling battle here? Yeah. And taking that step back of like yeah. what's actually happening in this situation. Yeah. A lot of times we really are seeing the world through our own lens of how we were parented. And mm -hmm. if we don't step back from that and really reevaluate, well, why does that really bother me? And what did my parents do really well? And how did that serve me? And what can I do differently? That's not just like a total 180 from mm -hmm. what they did, because that's just as impulsive, but finding <laughs> the value in what, who is this child that's right in front of me? And how can I serve them the best? Because it's going to look so totally different for their sibling and there is no fairness or equality. And that's okay. Like letting all of that go and just serving the kid that's in front of us is going to be the most valuable use of our mental energy. <laughs> totally. 
I've had um, two kids need to go through speech therapy. And it's super interesting when you're working with that one kid and coming up with creative ways to practice all their sounds. And the other kid is like, oh, do I get to put the marshmallow in my mouth? Um, yeah, but like <laughs> the goal isn't the marshmallow. I need her to say this sound four times by touching the roof of her mouth. Like it's not about <laughs> the marshmallow fluff. Yeah. Yeah. But so much energy can go into what we feel is really big problems at the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every phase seems like never ending and overwhelming. Um, but, you know, the days are long and the years are short. Yep. <laughs> and this too will pass. Yes. Yeah. They will pass. They will pass. So do you, if you have, if a mom comes and listens right now and says, I, I definitely feel like I'm failing. And I should go listen to Danielle's podcast. But also, is there an action step I can take right now to help, like, start breaking up that mental pattern? Yeah. The take-home message that I want every mom to hear from every episode is that you are the mom your kids need. And when you really embrace that, um, then you can get, like, pull confidence from a totally, you know, untapped space. Um, to say like there is something about you that really 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 is the right makeup of strengths and personality and you know uh, home environment and all the things Um, and I really feel like that is the anecdote to the the message of screwing up and failing it's believing even when it doesn't make sense and even when it's hard that we are the right one for the job I firmly believe if you're having doubts and thinking about those pause, that you're totally the right parent for your kid. Yes. Yeah. And your kid is the right kid for you. You're both here to learn a lesson from each other. Yes. Yeah. And it really is a um, path of growth. Like parenting is a journey and it's all about the process, not the product. And like there is no like test that we took to apply to be a parent and then we reach this level of full enlightenment and now we get to pass it on to our kids. It's like the opposite. It is they come into our lives and then they are here to teach us a million lessons and point out all the weaknesses and all yep. of the inadequacies we did not even know about ourselves until now. And we get the pleasure of learning alongside them. <laughs> yeah, especially when they start to reflect some of those things back to you, like in mirror, yes. that I'm sure yes. your girls right now <laughs> at their ages, you're like, oh, do I say it that way? Or oh, do yeah. I really make that face? <laughs> like, yep. It's yep. really amazing what a mirror our kids can be to the hard parts of ourselves that we often skip over until yes. we have to. Yes. My husband and I have two mini me's. Like our first daughter is 100% my DNA and our second daughter is 100% his DNA. (laughs) Like down to just the most like insane personality quirks. They are just us reincarnated. It's hilarious. So we get to like point out to each other, well, your kid is thinking this way because that's what you do. And, you know, if this is true, then we need to set her up for success doing this. And like, it's actually really helpful because we're like, well, if I was in that situation, here's how I would feel. So that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's really amazing when, when that happens and you're like, oh, okay. I know what this, I know how to explain this one. (laughs) Yes. Because there's yeah. no parenting handbook, right? Do you no. think there's any skill set that all parents need? 
besides or all moms need besides knowing that they're the right mom for their parent for their kid um i think just that overall like care of self you know Mm -hmm. like whatever we can do to set ourselves up for success every day as much as possible and that looks totally different for everybody and it's not just like massages and lattes it is like getting, you know, up five minutes early to go drink coffee outside or, you know, get away to talk to a friend or whatever we need to do to keep ourselves running at as close to 100% capacity as possible. Um, That's the main thing that we need to focus on as well as getting to know our own kids. And then then we're equipped to, you know, to read the things and figure out what's going to work best for us and our family. Yeah, I think that self-care is a huge you can't parent if you're feeling empty you can't parent well you can't lead when when you're just exhausted no it doesn't you're gonna have way more reasons to feel like you're failing when you're ruminating all night about how you blow up constantly (laughs) and and you have way less of that when you got to to journal and drink coffee and get all fueled up for the day. Yeah, lack of sleep and focusing, hyper-focusing on what's going wrong instead of looking at what's going right is such an easy pitfall to fall into. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we want to look and see all the ways we're feeling, we can definitely find them (laughs) very easily. Do you pause and notice how you're doing awesome during your day? Do you have routines that help you with that? I really try to help my parenting clients that I am working mm-hmm. with. Um, I find that as like part of my role is to be a cheerleader for their family and yeah. point out the wins and celebrate them and continue to point them to the good, even when they share all of the things that haven't gone well or that they haven't implemented yet yep. or that they haven't had time for. I'm like, but you did this and this is going better and this is happening. Yeah. And like, I do a really good job of pointing that out for them. Um, I think what I do for myself is just continue to remind myself that I'm doing the best I can yeah. and, um, and I'm making the best decisions I can today with the information that I have. And if I get new information tomorrow, that makes me think that I need to change that decision. I can do that and that's yep. okay. Um, but continuing to give myself grace is something that I really do well. Um, because no, I do not show up perfectly. I am not the perfect parent, 100%. Um, I usually lose my mind at bedtime. That's my biggest trigger. Oh my goodness, is like, still, still just go to for sleep. Me. Yeah, <laughs> I am an early bird. Are you an early bird by nature or? I I very much like lose steam at night. And like yeah. by 10 o'clock, if I don't get to to bed like it's ugly and but I'm 100% refreshed in the morning I'm yeah. a different person yeah it's same here like I can feel at like 7 30 the battery starts to deplete fast oh yes I was like yes. okay come on <laughs> like <laughs> what's going on because I need to go to bed like I can just yes. feel yep. it's still happening up. yeah except now <laughs> I've got kids that want to stay late because they're 13 and 12 and they're like Woo, oh, we'll stay yeah up. that's gonna be a problem <laughs> <laughs> no, you just set boundaries and you learn to tell them what you need. Like I yeah. sing their lullaby and then if they stay up late, like that's on them. Yep. Because I get okay. to go to bed. I get to choose that. Yes. They're still yes. safe. They're in my You're house. not martyrs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really important lesson to know that you get to ask for help too. That's yes. what I was thinking. That I didn't do that enough early on. That I put yes. too much of the burden on myself. And didn't yep. ask my partner or my neighbors or my friends. Like, 
I could have asked my husband for more help. I'm sure he would have given it, but you just have to take the time to verbalize it. And I think that if I would have had more self-care to like actually have time to think Mm -hmm. as an individual versus like a person with other people hanging off of me, Mm -hmm. then maybe I would have had time to think about what would be helpful. Yes. Yeah. It's almost like you don't have the mental bandwidth to write up the list of things that people could help you with and then delegate it out and then contact them and then, you know, organize the whole thing. Uh, It's just like you're at survival mode max. And yeah, you don't like the first step is being able to step away for a walk around the block by yourself. Mm -hmm. And just like all of a sudden you can just feel that clarity come back and the fog leave. And you're like, Oh yes. I remember like one of the first times I got out by myself after my second kid, I went to, um, a fancy jewelry store to get my wedding ring cleaned and just like walking into that store reminded me that there was civilization around (laughs) (laughs) and like I wasn't just like marooned on an island alone with children and no hope Uh. like it was so invigorating to be like yes oh I can breathe like the fresh air of society (laughs) those things matter so much when my husband was deployed when my girls were 18 months and three years old um I had a babysitter come once a week and the thing is that I always made sure I visited a place that had breakable things uh-huh. <laughs> like I had no kids with me, so I'm going to go to a store that feels dangerous that I wouldn't Yuck. take my kids into. Yuck. I won't buy anything, but I just need to walk through and know that I'm not in charge with anyone else touching anything right now. Yeah. My father-in-law <laughs> laughed at me. He's like, you do what? I'm like, yeah, I need to walk through someplace dangerous. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Because <laughs> it doesn't take much to remember no. that you're a whole person and just fine as you are. Um, yeah. But you just have to have a little bit of wiggle room to like shrug off all those responsibilities. Yes. Which has been the thing that we're struggling with with pan- this pandemic. Yes. Is like all of that maternity leave isolation has come back and all of the weight is on us yep. to keep things going, keep the house afloat, keep the homeschool going, keep our job going. Like it's an insane amount of workload yes. with no outlets. Yeah. With, with very lack of communication, lack of friendship, lack of, yeah, we're all on our own islands. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of moms feeling angry and rage right now. Um, have you ever felt angry in motherhood? I know I oh, yeah. have. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have totally felt, and I think that I don't know if enough moms talk about it. Like I have felt like I was going to be a volcano spewing lava and I just needed to go to the bathroom. But then my kids were little and they couldn't leave me because, yeah. you know, every mom has that fear of like going to the bathroom and there's Sharpie on the walls or you have to call poison control afterwards. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> I only needed to go to the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> yes. I feel like the Molotov cocktail of circumstances has come where we all are like within a breath of losing our mind at pretty much any moment because of the amount of 
stress and added anxiety and fears that are just like bubbling under the surface. And we're just trying to keep it together and get through the day. And we can only take so many tantrums and so much big emotion from other people before Do you have a practice? Like I like to do a guided breathing every morning for just like Mm. three minutes, not long, like three to five minutes. That's all I give Mm -hmm. myself. Like, you know, not trying to be a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Just enough. Do you have a practice that helps you like quell the rage? Yeah. Um, I do meditate in the mornings as well. Um, just with like, a. The Insight Timer app has mm-hmm. like sounds and little timers yeah. and just super, something super simple that I use. Um, working out is definitely my main self-care because I build in these class times into my week and oh, they're non-negotiable yeah. and like they make me feel like I am myself in my own body and I am strong and I am capable and it keeps me going. Um, so I feel like you need to have like the maintenance things like ongoing and then mm-hmm. you need to have like the, you know, moments of, of panic um you know, res- rescue reactive type of <laughs> strategies as well. Um, but getting getting out of the same room and um, thinking of three things I'm thankful for is my main strategy. That's and awesome. um, I have to say them begrudgingly and they may be very vague um and you know i have to kind of work through it a little bit but by the time i think of the third thing it starts to um i start to feel like i'm coming down and i do feel that gratitude perspective shifting where i can just step back one more step and see the situation for what it is in the circumstance of just being temporary Mm -hmm. just being you know, we'll get through this. Um, they will fall asleep. Like we will. Yep. Get, this is just the death a hard moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's what I need to be able to like take a deep breath again and go back in there. And yeah, yeah. it's huge being able to just separate yourself. That pause. Yeah. yeah. Is is. um I think that's where the miracle happens, where you can really understand that you're the right mom for your kid because you can take that pause and really then see your kid in a whole new light yes. or in the real light because you, you're you not crowded anymore with the thunderstorms in your head. Yeah, not like the rage uh-huh. red, red light yeah. that you're seeing it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, or the volcano that's ready to spew. You're like, why? I don't Yes. Don't know yes. how this all happened. Of, all of the things that actually take us to that rage point are about us. Like yeah, they are always the things that we wanted to do get done, or the expectations we had of them that they can't meet, or the thing about that behavior that super bothers us, or like we are super, super, super tired, or feeling sick, or like the, it's all about us. Like yeah. the, our child could do that same behavior on a different day at a different time. And because we're showing up differently in that moment, we could totally handle it, but we can't handle it in this moment because of all those other variables yep. that are working against us. And it sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. See, this goes back to like the perfect recipe. Like there's no perfect recipe besides taking care of yourself that, mm-hmm. that a good motherhood experience, a good mother really just focuses on being a good human. And like, can yeah. you treat yourself as a human and then show up? the parents so well excellent i'm so glad that maybe we've helped some people like feel less alone in in needing to uh to hide in the bathroom 
I will say <laughs> that I did hide in the bathroom and I did have kids write on the walls with Sharpie and I did have a kid <laughs> cut her own tights off of herself one time in the process that it took me to go to the bathroom. And there was one other hilarious story about the bathroom. I can't even. Oh, a bottle of shampoo got dumped on a carpeted stairway while I was in the bathroom. I'm like, why? Why? (laughs) So these things happen. And yep, they're still still here. And I'm still here. Yeah, (laughs) they're still alive. And I'm still here. So whatever is going to happen, it's going to pass, too. Yes. And they're probably going to turn out to be a pretty good human, regardless of those antics. <laughs> yeah. And if anything, the really hard moments have been a really amazing stories later when I can have the pause. Yes. We need to laugh. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. They, they become like these amazing stories that I can tell. Um, maybe not during their teenage years. Like you can see them cringe. They're like, don't tell that story. But that's okay. <laughs> we can wait until they're in their 20s and tell them again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wedding day blackmail (laughs) exactly so danielle every episode i have here ends with a really simple self-care task do you have a self-care idea for a mom to do like that's under five to ten minutes Mm. um what are some of the ones you've done in the past they've been varied so they've been from like lay on the floor to call a friend to read a poem basically anything Mm. goes i my grandma like wrote a note to say thank you for a thank you note and like kept Hallmark alive single-handedly. And she passed away earlier this year. And one of the ways that I want to like keep my memory of her alive is to continue to write handwritten notes and send mail. Um, and with, you know, your own handwriting. Yeah. And so I do that with my clients. I send them little um, love notes of encouragement. And I feel like anytime that you're reaching out to, um, help touch in like and empathize with someone else it always makes us feel better because we're feeling needed and purposeful and um, we just want to help so um yeah just taking taking five minutes and just writing a friend something cute on a postcard would be super that's fun a, yeah that's a great one i love i love sending mail so that's yeah, i love that one we love getting totally mail. yeah <laughs> it's so much fun there's novelty in there yeah and then sometimes yeah. when you send mail people send mail back to you like Even better yeah yes. <laughs> like like this adult pen pal forms and i'm like wow that was really neat i didn't expect that to happen i just wanted yeah. to do something nice exactly do you have ways that your family is pausing to play at all during this time yeah we are big fans of uno flip the game i don't know um, uno flip how is uno flip different Uno Flip is essentially the regular Uno, but on the back side, it's a whole different set of cards on a deck. And then there's um, cards that you can play that say flip the deck over. And then everybody has to flip their whole hand and like flip the stack of cards over. And then now you basically like start over with a whole new hand. Oh, wow. And then you have to keep (laughs) flipping back and forth. And so you like lose all strategy that you had. Talk about a um, game that like builds problem solving kit skills yes. in a kid, right? Like if you have a kid that gets frustrated, I can imagine this is like a, a game to <laughs> drive them crazy with. Yes. If you're not flexible. But they also love to be the ones to put the flip card yeah, down. Right. Because to then everybody's the like, card. oh, come on. I was uh-huh. so close. And yeah. they feel like they hold all the power of like shifting 
the yeah. trajectory of the game. So yeah, our kids love it. That sounds that really fun. Family favorite. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Like that flexible thinking right there of being able to yes. handle that. That's all I can think of right now because I have a kid that's struggling <laughs> with that and I'm like, oh. Yeah, this it's is... probably like five bucks on Amazon for the deck. So I can't wait. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> Well, please go find Danielle and listen to the podcast, Failing Motherhood. Yes. And where else do they want you to find them online if they want to find you? Yeah, my website is parentingwholeheartedly.com. And I have a freebie on there on the front page for um, like a five-page workbook of handling the big emotions um, that our little kids throw at us and how to walk them back to calm with like a visual in there to put on your wall to help them um, you know, walk through these yeah. steps. Um, so feel free to download that and take advantage and um, find me on the socials and stuff from, from there. But that's the best yeah. place to, to find Excellent. me and find all the places. Is there that. a good age range for your principal that you think it would work best with? Probably between one to six for okay. like actually using the printable, but the actual, you know, uh, an explanation yeah. could work it's for any relationship. like lifelong yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all relationships are pretty much the same framework they really are we're just grown-up big kids yeah yep. <laughs> well i'm so glad we got to connect and i can't wait to listen to your podcast some more bye danielle Thank you. thanks so much i hope you really 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 enjoyed that and to give it the truth test we did buy uno flip and it has been quickly one of our most favorite games and it totally helps that flexible thinking piece so if you're having challenges with that go get uno flip and don't forget to subscribe and like and rate but mostly subscribe so when the name change happens to keep calm and mother on you are still getting this in your feed seamlessly thank you thank you thank you for being here and have an amazing day I hope you really, really, really enjoyed that. And to give it the truth test, we did buy Uno Flip, and it has been quickly one of our most favorite games, and it totally helps that flexible thinking piece. So if you're having challenges with that, go get Uno Flip. And don't forget to subscribe and like and rate, but mostly subscribe so when the name change happens, they keep calm and mother on, you are still getting this in your feed seamlessly. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being here and have an amazing day.